0: Just remain standing. Praise God. Have your Bibles turned to Isaiah chapter 46 and verse number 9. Amen. I promise you I will not be long. Isaiah 46 verse number 9. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. After that we're going to be actually, we're gonna, I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. And uh, I'm going to read that first, and then uh, we'll read Isaiah 46 and 9. If you can just put Isaiah 46 and 9 on the screen when you have an opportunity, if you can, uh, as we trying to get this video going, going for a loop. I have a whole, I'm sorry, a baptismal certificate to present to Kareem Moore. If you're wondering why we're so excited when someone gets baptized, because we understand what that means. Yeah. Amen. 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 Praise God, and so we rejoice with him and them, and in that, uh, God is doing some great things. We had, uh, you know, we didn't have to wait till uh, Sunday. We had someone baptized on Tuesday. Had someone baptized on Wednesday? Had someone baptized on Thursday? We'll have somebody baptized today in the wonderful name of Jesus. To Him be glory. Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one. Now faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Now faith is. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For faith, everybody say faith. is the substance of things hoped for. Do you have any substance this morning? Yeah. Okay. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it's the evidence of things not seen. Now, to the verse of scripture that I previously stated, which is Isaiah chapter 46... And uh, verse 9 and 10, I'm going to be reading. The Bible says, remember the former things of old. Now, the book of Hebrews tells us faith is what we're hoping for in the future. Here, Isaiah the prophet tells us, remember the things, the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, God says. Verse number 10. I'm sorry we don't have it on the screen. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel, my counsel shall stand and I will do all. My pleasure. Amen. Won't you clap your hand while you're seated <laughs> into him? Praise God. I want to preach to you for about 15 minutes. Anybody have 15 minutes to be preached to? Can you, can you give yourself 15 minutes? I want to stretch that thing out to 20. It's only 1123. We normally done by 12. I promise you, you will be out of here if you desire to. All right? And so anyway... We see, have read, and if you uh, all get that thing going, you can put that scripture on the screen, but uh, if you can get that thing going, that would be wonderful. We've read uh, in the book of Hebrews uh, that faith is the substance of things we hope for. Amen. Now, how many of you in here that are hoping for something in the future? Now... We have, you know, with almost anything, there, there are pros and there are cons. There's good and there's bad. Can I, you mind me giving you the bad with the good? I'll give you the bad with the good. I'm not just going to tell you everything. So the, the, this is the bad. Everything that you hope for, you won't get. But you already knew that anyway. I said everything that you hope for, you won't get. Because the Bible's definition of hope and what most of mankind's definition of hope is so far apart, they really don't even come close. And so I can, because our definition of hope is, you know what, I, I hope like this happens. Uh, well, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. Well, I hope it's a little warmer than it is today. It's just something that I just kind of throw out there. It's just my preference. And a lot of times hope can be just a preference. And, and, but when the Bible talks about hope, it's, it's, it's sharing a different light and it has a different connotation. As a matter of fact, it has so much more substance, if you will, because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things I don't even see yet it is evident that, hey, what I'm believing for will happen and will come to pass, not just because I think it, not just because I have positive mental thinking, it's because I'm basing it on something else. And you'll find in just a couple of minutes when when I have that type of faith, as the Bible declares, I have an absolute assurity that something will happen come to pass. I'm here to tell you God is not going to give you everything you want. I'm telling you, God is not going to give you everything that you ask for, everything that you wish and, and everything you desire. It's just not like that. I don't care what preacher promised you this. I don't care. You can call this, name it, claim it, blab it and grab it and, and you can just have it. I don't think it's like that in the kingdom of God. If it was like that, everybody would be walking around with everything they have and it just doesn't work that way because this is earth and it's not heaven. You can't make this thing heaven as much as you would try. And Christianity can't make this thing heaven as much as they would proclaim. They would tell you if you give a $1,000 in an offering, God is going to bless you. You can't manipulate God that way. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to give, only not just to get. Amen. Givers don't give to get. Takers do that. So it's not like that in the things of God. And God says, hey, uh, I will bless you and I will be with you and all that. But, hey, you need to understand, you you can't manipulate me. I'm not your sugar daddy. You can't say three Hail Marys and five Our Fathers and get what you want. Amen. You got to have a relationship with me. And I'm going to work in your life just because of relationship. Hey, if I'm married to you. You're part of my bride. I'm just going to give you just because you're my bride. Oh, I'm all on something else. Yeah, I, you know, she's my wife, but she's trying doing that manipulation stuff. I'm not going to respond too well. Hello. Oh, here we go. But off the subject. That subject. Back onto this subject. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The word hope in the Bible actually means joyful expectation. I expect God to be God. I expect God to be faithful. I expect the God to do what he says. I expect. God's word to come to pass because I'm not banking everything I hope for on my wishes and my whims and my desires, my ambitions. I'm basing everything that I hope for on the word of God. God, you tell me whatever you're going to do and that's what I'm going to do. Hey, you tell me which way to go and that's the way I'm going to go. You tell me how I want to, you want me to conduct my life. I'm going to live it and I'm going to be blessed by it. This type of faith tells us we need to find out what God says, and then when we believe it, God will do it. Everywhere you look in the Bible and it says someone had faith, they first heard the will of God, they first heard the plan of God, they first heard the purpose of God, God said this and they believe it. And in the Bible, you'll find that hope is not just wishing something would happen. And so God says in his word in the book of Isaiah, chapter 46, this is what I want you to do. And in Hebrews, hey, he said, I want you to have hope for things that are not yet seen, but not just hope in what you want. Why don't you find out what I want for your life? Why don't you find out my purpose for your life? Why don't you desire his will be done? You see, when you find out God's will for your life and you begin to pray that and ask that God want to do it any- We want to pray our will. And God never, we think God's going to respond to our will be done. He never answers that type of prayer. And that's why the Bible says you can rest assured when you are in his will and you know his purpose, when you ask for it, you can have faith, that thing is going to happen. And God says, I have some good things for you. If you would just stop worrying about your own deal and ask me. I'm trying to help somebody here this morning. You're trying to come closer. You want to come closer to God and you keep feeling let down and disappointed and all that. The Bible says hope make of not a shame. In other words, it won't disappoint you when you're hoping in the right thing. Yeah. Once not you begin to hope in your relationship with God? Why don't you begin to hope that you have the right attitude towards God and the things that God wants you to have? Yeah. When I look to the future... I want to see what God has planned for me. And if I go in that direction, everything God intends will happen in my life, despite even my problems and my circumstances, my failures. So that's faith. But in Isaiah, he said in verse number 10, remember the former things of old. I want you to think back. For I am The Lord. Can you go back? For I am God. There we go. There we go. Verse number nine. Remember the former things of old. I want you to go back in your life. A lot of us don't want to go back there. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We want to put the past behind. Trouble is that you need to stop lying to yourself because you spend all your time thinking about your problem. You spend all your time thinking about yesterday. You spend all your time thinking about, man, if I can go back, I'll change this. You spend all your time, oh, please, God, forgive me for this. And you know what? It's already back there. Many people and many in this room, a lot of our lives are based on two different things. I'm going to talk about those two different things, if, if you will allow me. Some of us live in sorrow and regret, and it's an indication that we live in the past. If your life, and don't try to act like you don't have it in here, if your life is full of sorrow and regret, sorrow and regret is not based on your present, and it doesn't have anything to do with your future. If you have and live a life of sorrow and regret, it's meaning that you are living in your past. And people are depressed, not about tomorrow, they're depressed about yesterday. Being fearful, doubtful, and worrisome, I'm going to say that again, being fearful, doubtful, and worrisome is an indication we are living in fear of our future. When I am in fear, it has nothing to do with my past. When I am worrying, it has nothing to do with my past. It's because I have a fear of my future. I don't know how things are going to turn out. I'm concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow. Why am I worrying about next week? Oh, I think I hit a couple of people. That's what is going on. So either we worry... Either we, we worry about tomorrow, fear of the future, or we live in regret and sorrow because we so focus on the past. And I'm here to tell you, some of us, we live hopelessly right here, right now, because we are looking at our immediate circumstances in the present. And so when we look back in the past, we have regret for everything. I wish I could do this all over again. We all feel that way sometimes, and we look in the future. We get concerned because you know I I I, I just don't know how things are going to turn out, and, and then we focus on right now, and and we have, we have no hope simply because we're looking at the temporal. And so God says, What I want you to do is if you can if you can look from my vantage point and, and and you can see things from my position, you can understand that all things work together for the good. You can understand, hey, that if you have faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, because I'm in you tomorrow. And he says, Hey, I want you to remember the things of old. And when you do it, you need to remember this. I am God. And there is none else but me. You see, when your past is hidden in Christ, when your past is covered in the blood, when you... The Bible says, hey, the unrighteous can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. Hey, know you not that adulterers, fornicators, and all that, he began to name all types of sin, can enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he said, and such were some of you. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of Jesus and by the Spirit of God. When you go down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm telling you what God says, I'm going to wash all your past away. You may remember it. Remember the former things of old. And when you remember it, understand I am God and beside me there is no other. I am God. Verse number 10. And this is what we need to understand about God. Verse number 10 back to Isaiah chapter 46 and verse number 10. Because I am God. This is how I operate. This is the way I function. If you want to know about me, this is me. I declare the end from the beginning. You need to understand from your vantage point, it's temporal. You live in the now, regretting your yesterday, fearful of your tomorrow, not understanding who I am. I am the God of old and the the God of new. I am the first and the last. I am the beginning and the ending. I am the alpha and the omega. I am the author and the finisher of your faith. eternal God I am in the yesterday as I am in tomorrow and so from God's vantage point he dwells in eternity from everlasting as far that way in the past as you can go to everlasting as far as the future you can go he said that is who I am he said I am that I am there's no past and there's no present I am it's not I was or I will be I am wherever you go I am whatever you did I am whatever you will do I am I am I am I am and beside me there is no other you can understand it's all wrapped up in me If you can put your life all in me your life will be hidden to me hey who cares about what somebody else thinks who can separate from the love of God. Hey, who can bring anything to my charge, the Bible says? Because we need to look at it from the vantage point. And that's God's vantage point. We look at it from one point from where we are. And we look back in our past and say, oh my, I wish I could do that again. Because we're seeing from the sight, what they say, a uh, hindsight is twenty-twenty. And so because we're looking right here at our past and we're, we're regretting because I, I can see where I am now and I can see the mistakes I made. My parents trying to tell me don't do that and I did it anyway. My grandmama trying to tell me don't do this and I did it anyway. Hey, those that were trying to guide me told me this, that and the other and I thought I knew everything and now and I see, now that I'm older, I'm, I'm seeing I made mistakes and, and I'm seeing that they were right and, and now from this at this point, I wish I can go back and change those things because hindsight is twenty twenty. 20 Problem is, I don't know what's going on over that way. Some at this point. And so God tells us, hey, if you can get to my vantage point, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You get to my vantage point, hey, you can remember those things are old because, hey, I call those things uh, from the beginning, uh, how is it said, I want to quote it exactly right. I I call those things declaring the end from the beginning. So the minute God starts something, he declares the end already. The minute God says, hey, I called you, he already knows what he want to do in your life anyway. The minute you stepped in this door, God said, I have something for you. You can't see it yet. It hasn't happened yet. But faith... Says, I'm going to get everything that God has for me. Uh, everything that God has declared for me, from the very beginning, everything He declared, I'm going to have. Take. It's so a vantage point. God's vantage point. And we've heard that term, vantage point. Vantage point is a position that affords a broad overall view or perspective. And if I can get the vantage point, I will have a bigger idea and a, a bigger view of the picture. I, it's a position that affords a broad overview or, or view of the pers- or, or perspective. It's a place or situation, as, as if a place or situation, I'm sorry. It's a position or place that allows one a wide and favorable overview of a scene or situation if i can get to a certain point if i can see things the way god sees it and he desires that to be the case hey i can have a a, a wide or favorable favorable overview and so this word vantage actually comes from a an old french uh uh shortened it's an old shortened version or french it came from the french it's, it and, and it's, it they it came this vantage came from a, a word that we all know. And it was a shortened version of a word that we all know. And it's advantage. Wow. And so it's a shortened form wow. of advantage. Wow. And so when you say vantage, all you're doing is say, wow. When I'm looking for this, I have the advantage. It's favorable see we don't look at it like that wow. oh, hallelujah! <laughs> and you see when I look at it from God's point hey, hey it's favorable it doesn't matter what it looks like right now rejoice not against me O oh, my enemy for when I fall I shall arise Say, hey it may seem like I'm down right now hey it may seem like he's, oh. the Bible says I'm, oh, I'm cast down but I'm not in despair it doesn't matter what I'm going through that's why the scripture says all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are the call according to his purpose and so that's a prerequisite now that's a qualification now and the qualification is this if I'm going to love God and I'm going to be the called according to his purpose, not my own purpose, not my own thing. I'm just going to tell you like this. I'm going, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you try to do your own thing, it's going to just get ugly. Uh-huh. And if you keep on doing your own thing, it's going to get real ugly. I don't care what somebody try to tell you. They try to tell you you can have all the blessings of God doing your own thing. They're telling you a lot. Right. You know it doesn't get any better. But well, from God's vantage point, we all, you know what, if we can go back. You know, I know if I can go back, my friend, years ago, I would go back to, you know, when Bill Gates start, first started that thing. <laughs> Hello? Man, I mean, obviously some of you, you're young. You, you know, you, you, you grew up with Walmart. I remember when that wasn't a Walmart. Hello? And the Kmart and all those other malls were around, and, and next thing you know, you see this Walmart, and, and like, what is this? Man, I wish I would have jumped in right out and th- then I would have took everything I had. I would have taken everything I had and invested in that. Hello. Now we wish we would know. Okay, what's going to be the next Microsoft? Right, because hindsight is twenty twenty. And we would look, and we would go back, and we would correct some things. But we, some things, but we will also do some things that are positive. And, and that's how we live. We we wish we can, but you understand, God is, God is already there. He's in our tomorrow. And if we can just, oh, here we go. If we can just find out His will for us, our lives will be a whole lot better. Come next year, and the next year, and the next year. In the next year. You see, that's why God says this, and I'm going to wrap this thing up right now, because I know some of you thought it was gonna go longer than I said. I, I'm gonna say, God is like this. This is what he says. Now I have it right now, Brittany. I got that thing right, huh? Brittany Singleton. I got your last name right. Huh? And Shamiah. Don't call me no Shamia, call me Shemiah. Next. I got that right too, see? Some of y'all think I'm old, I don't know, I can't remember anything. Uh huh. Think I'm old, and I don't remember anything. Huh? So I'm going to tell you something. See, Shemaiah decided I'm going down in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And some of you just see Shemaiah in here from your point. But when God looks, God says on, what was that, Tuesday or Wednesday? Huh? That was on Wednesday. On Wednesday, God said, hey, you don't understand. I'm making all things new right here with Shemaiah. See, it's not just Shemaiah right now. You only, begin, you only see the beginning of this thing. I don't tell him what's going to happen in the end. Uh, as long as Shemiah loves me and she is determined she's going to be called according to my purpose. Amen. And you got baptized on what Sunday well, or two, two weeks ago what was this past Sunday. This past Sunday. I didn't even mention that. And was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brand new creation, creature and creation in Christ. Uh, see, that's all you see. And you know how we are. Let's tell the truth. You know how we are. If you know a person, all you do is you remember everything they did. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Hello? And we base, pe- base people on everything they've done. Yeah. And God says, hey, everything I've done, I've i forgot. Everything you've done, I forgot about it. Yeah. And so God doesn't base, base you on everything you've done, Sister Singleton. He doesn't base her on everything she's done. He base it now on who she is. And right now who she is, she's Sister Singleton Jesus. Because she's been given the name. And the past is washed away. And everything she's done in the past is washed away. And from God's vantage point, all he sees right now is he called her from the beginning. And he's right there in the end. Hey, what I started, I'm able to perform to the end. Come on, man. I don't know where you are in your place in God's kingdom. But the minute you step foot in that door, and I'm certain it happened before then. But I know for sure that the minute you stepped foot in that door and came here, God had a purpose for you today, to hear, for you to hear something today to help you on your journey, and your walk, because you need to understand, hey, you have a will. Yep. Yes, sir. I say you have, a will. you have a will. And God has a will for you. Yeah. And we don't always do God's will. Let's just be honest about that. Hey, the man that's holding the microphone. I'm just. I got good news for you. I, you know, I don't. know. I say good news because I don't always do the will of God. If I did, I wouldn't have needed Jesus. Oh. The man Christ, even there in the garden, he said, he said, the flesh is not what, or the spirit is willing, and the flesh is weak. And he told the disciples, just pray with me for an hour. I just need you to pray, because I'm entered into the hour of temptation. He began to pray and say, Father, not my will, but thine be done. If I can just have the will of God, and I can just have the purpose of God in my life, I got news for you, folks. You can't do it by yourself. That's why you got to decide. I need to get this my my old man put under that water. Now some people fret, and they frown, and they gripe, and they they they, they fearful of baptism. Hey, we hadn't lost a person yet. We are one. We have a one hundred percent rate. successful rate. Everybody that came out of that water got up with their hands up. Everybody that got out of that water got up and God says, I'm going to forget your sins. Now, you can carry them if you want to. Or you can allow God to take them. That's on you. But the Bible says that it's God's will for all to come to repentance. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What is he saying? The word repentance, it simply means to die out to your own self-will. And that's what Jesus said. You know what? You're sitting here fretting about your past. Now, why are you just wasting your time worrying about your past? Like you can go back there. You can't go back there. can't go back there. You live a life feeling sorry for yourself. For everything that has happened to you. I'm sorry. I know some people did some bad things. But you could be healed from all those bad things. Some of you have been abused and misused. And you live a life of regret. You know? And a person may have done something to you once, twice, and maybe more. But you keep living it over and over and over and over and over again. And that's not the will of God. Oh, I know that was a little sensible. And God is saying, you know what? Just like I can put all your sin in the past, I can put all your hurt and your shame in the past. And all those things, the way you feel, he said, I can take care of that too. You go when you decide to repent change your mind and the Bible says to be buried with him that's baptism you had the death of Jesus put in your life he said I'm going to promise you a wonderful gift and that's the gift of his spirit the gift of the Holy Ghost if you repent and you're baptized God promises you his spirit where he will dwell on the inside. And what, what is that for? Because the Bible says the Spirit will guide us into all truth. When the Spirit comes, it's going to comfort us. The Spirit comes, it's going to direct us and guide us. It's going to give us new life. And, and so now, I, you know what? God took care of my past in baptism. And when I repented. And God is able to take care of my future. Now that I have his Spirit guiding me and leading me. You see, that's why Jesus said, Except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. From your vantage point, your own vantage point, you wonder what in the world is going on in my life, where am I headed, regretting where you came from, not understanding that God has a bigger picture and he sees it all. And if you can just give your life to him and align your life up into him, God is able to take that life and he's able to cover those things that you regret. He's able to start you on a new path and then fill you with his spirit to guide you along the way. Because now and I'm not looking from my vantage point, but from God's vantage point. Why don't you stand? You're in this place and you live a life of regret. You battle with with where are you going tomorrow? You also sometimes feel hopeless about your today. I'm going to ask you to come on up here and Hallelujah. give us an opportunity to pray with you. In the name of Jesus. Have somebody nearby if you want to grow in God, and further Jesus. your walk in Him you want the baptism of the holy ghost if you want to be filled with the spirit of god why don't you come amen if you've been looking at your life from your point your position saying look lord i wish i could change this i wish i could fix this i wish i could do this and i wish i could do that and i regret this thing i mean i regret this mistake i i i feel so and and, and then you look ahead at the future and you just don't know how you're going to make it. I, I just don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Come on, I know, I, I, I know right. I'm I know not just talking to two people this morning. I All right. All right. Come on, won't you come and let us pray with Jesus, you. have your way. You may be in the church, and you may be still battling, battling your past. You may still Jesus, battle in shame and, Jesus, and feel ashamed Jesus. about what has happened in your life, and and, and you want to overcome those things, those feelings, those thoughts. Come on, won't you come, church? Won't you just begin to pray? In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm here to tell you that when you can see yourself from God's vantage point, your life from God's vantage point,
1: it will make all
0: the difference in the world. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ, if you decide that you know what? I I need a change in my life. I I need new direction in my life. Come on, right there where you are, won't you begin to pray. Yeah, if you don't I want to come am. up front, that's fine. Jesus. If you right now, you want to pray with where you are, will not you just lift your hands up. We'll just pray with you. We're not going to invade Ooh, you. We're not going to force you. We're just going to pray with you. I know some of you, I, I'm telling you right now, I know God is talking to you. you not you just begin pets. to respond to him? I know, I know the feelings that you feel right now. Hallelujah. It's a little uncomfortable, but God is trying to help us. I don't know about come on, church, won't we be sensitive? Won't we begin to talk to him? In the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus, come on, all over the house, Hallelujah. all over the house. People. In the name of Jesus Christ, come on, somebody. Want you to find somebody to pray with right now? Hallelujah. Come on, find somebody to pray with right now. If you're up here, want you to just join in with Jesus. someone else. In the name of Jesus Christ. ¡Hallelujah!